Hi, and welcome to That's Myrony Podcast. My name's Alicia Myronic, and I am your host and creator of this fun new concept. But first, what exactly is Myrony? Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives. But what if you started paying closer attention to your myronies? What if you started connecting the dots, or as I like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big that it changes your life forever, not to mention the lives of others. Now that's myrony. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to That's Myrony Podcast. I am so excited because I have not heard this story before, except I was told that this couple, uh, this power couple, Michelle Bateman and Travis Boulanger, uh, they met in the most Myronic way. And they're going to share it for the first, or they're going to share it, and I'm only going to be hearing it for the first time. But first, I want to share a little bit about Michelle and Travis. So Michelle Bateman went from overwhelmed single mom to the founder and CEO of Soul Journey. She became a confidence and clarity coach, international speaker, and facilitator that empowers women and soulpreneurs to bust through the blocks that are holding them back and find clarity. They need to confidently walk in the room knowing they have immense value to offer in their life and business. Then when she met her other half after the best blind date ever, Travis Belanger and Michelle Bateman became forever connected. Together, they are transformational coaches, international authors, dynamic speakers, and facilitators. As an amazing power couple that are living examples that you can have it all, together, they are passionate about empowering people and couples to overcome the blocks that are holding them back from deeper connection to themselves, each other, and their family, so they can create a life they love. Travis founded Men on Fire for men to ignite their life and live with purpose, allowing them to create success and leave a legacy they're proud of. When men redefine how they identify themselves and change their dialogue, they create a more fulfilled life. So together, they are on fire, So let's go meet Michelle first. She's going to be sharing her story. And then later, uh, Travis is going to be sharing his side. And together, we're going to see why their story is so myronic and what makes them this amazing power couple. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining me on That's Myrony podcast today, because I am so excited to hear your myronic love story of how you met your husband, Travis. But first, we're going to hear your story on how you got into this spiritual journey and being a soul coach and helping soulpreneurs. So thanks again for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a funny story that I share of, you know, it's not always the, the prettiest road that gets us to where we are today, but it was, you know, a moment of being alone and miserable in my second marriage and looking around and thinking, how did I get here? What did I do? What did I do to deserve this? I just want to be happy. And I remember one night being in my bed and just thinking, you know, I could just smother him with a pillow. Like it would just all go away. 
I don't think that would all go away, but okay. <laughs> and it was the thought I had in the moment and I can laugh about it now, but it was really a moment that, that shook me because I didn't know who I was anymore. I used to be this happy, loving, kind woman, and I had just become so bitter and angry and disillusioned with everything that had happened in my life. And I just resigned to the idea that I'd never be happy again. And I had kind of given up on hopes and dreams, and I was just going to tough it out till I die. And this was the road that I was on. And when I had that moment, I remember I had a friend who was dying of ALS. And he was totally paralyzed. The only way he could communicate was blinking uh, through a computer screen that would type or, or speak his words. And he was happier dying than I was living. Wow, that is powerful. And it was such a huge wake up call to me to realize that if he could figure out how to be happy dying, I should be able to figure this out. And so that began my journey of, you know, reading books and going to healers and coaches and all the things trying to figure out what it what I needed to do to be happy. And, you know, as I began to do that, I learned that I had to change my thoughts and I had to change my beliefs and I had to change the words that I was speaking in order to create a new reality. Because saying my life sucked every day just created more of a sucky life. And so it wasn't really working for me. And so as I began to change all those things, like literally things began to change overnight. And I went from being a stay-at-home mom, feeling trapped in that marriage and never being able to leave to landing the job of my dreams and being able to move out and rent this amazing house for my daughters and I, and one year later, buying my own home. And so as all of that happened, I was like, whoa, I had everything in my journal that I had written that I wanted. I wanted peace. I wanted happiness. I wanted a home. I wanted a job. And within one year, I checked them all off. Wow. Yeah. And I was so blown away. And I realized that we're not taught these things that are so essential in navigating life. We all know life happens, life goes sideways more times than we'd like to count. And then what do we do when that happens? And often we just go, you know, deeper into that hole of negativity and depression and anxiety and all the things that we end up struggling with because no one teaches us if we could just think different and just have a different perspective on what we're experiencing, it can change everything that we're going through. And so that's how I realized that this was my purpose to now share with other women that didn't have to feel stuck like I did, didn't have to be in an abusive, unhappy relationship, thinking you had no other choice but to stay. So, you know, being able to empower women to come into their own power, to create that confidence for themselves, to go out and create something amazing was kind of how that journey started. So may I ask, Uh, Well, first off, where are you calling in from? I always like to have uh, listeners understand because we have we we definitely had a a myronic reason of being connected in a very funny way. So we're going to share who connected us in that way. But uh, where where are you calling in from? Just outside of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Okay, so I'm in San Jose, California. And we happened to meet on the Your Holistic Earth uh, program, thanks to our mutual friend, Deanne Riendo, who I always give a shout out to Deanne. She's she's not just a dear soul friend. She's been a mentor uh, of understanding the Akashic Records. So anyone listening who wants to do that, check out Deanne Riendo. And uh, she's just 
Oh, the Akashic is so fascinating. Um, I'm sure you would you would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, we just spent the day with Dee yesterday out at her land in her teepee that she put out and we had a soulful Sunday gathering. It was awesome. Oh my goodness, you were there. Oh, I'll have to go look at the pictures and and check out and 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 listeners, it's rosehope.ca. I just remembered her website. But anyway, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, we were both out there. It was awesome. Oh, I can't wait to see the pictures. Well, it's really funny because um, I just by chance was connected with her, did this much deeper soul work. I had done this other soul work before, but the Akashic really opened up something really profound. And so it was just funny because I was only on it because her and another friend, Brooke Kikos, were speaking. And then we were in a breakout room only with <laughs> the three of us so, <laughs> yeah and I only came because of Deanne exactly and so this is what the concept of Myrene is so for anybody who's listening because they haven't heard this podcast because they, they want to hear your story mm-hmm. is Myrene or the crazy coincidences that happen in life that we can't explain but it's a more modern day word for synchronicity but it's really synchronicity in motion you see that sign there's an action you get that intuitive pull there's an action so we stayed in action had a conversation and i literally told you i said look i want to have you on my podcast i don't want to hear your story yet so <laughs> listeners i have not heard this story which i'm so super excited to hear because the greater the myrony the more i love <laughs> right and we just knew because you said you had heard my name before we even got connected and we live at, you know, on opposite ends of the countries. Yeah, well, I, I, there was something that I connected with you on social media for whatever reason. And then it was like, you just kept showing up and showing up. And I was like, I'm supposed to connect with her. And then literally we connected. So that Love is that. definitely my irony. But, you know, um, I'm curious. Well, first off, do you remember the first like spiritual book that you picked up when you said you started your spiritual journey? What was that pivotal moment for you? <laughs> I guess that's a good story. It was, it was a good one. It was a book called, excuse me, your life is waiting. <laughs> like, wow, yeah. that is a good one. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I think I need to read this. And the second one, the irony with that one too, was um, The Five Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And I had been gifted that book 20 years previously. And I graciously took it and said, thank you. And I put it in the basement and never read it. And when I pulled it out, it literally changed my life. And I was like, if I'd only done this 20 years ago, I probably wouldn't have struggled the way that I did. And I know everything's in divine timing and I was ready. But, you know, sometimes people offer suggestions and guidance because they can see where we're struggling and they know they have a solution. And we think we know better and we've got it all figured out. And those are little gifts and signs that we don't pay attention to. And so, you know, had I done that, you know, I might have fast tracked some of the things that I went through. Still trusting the divine timing, but also knowing those little nudges are there, whether we decide to take them or not. Yeah, well, it's funny because I was gifted the book Many Lives, Many Masters by Dr. Brian Weiss. And without that gift, I wouldn't have survived. You know, like it really, you know, it's like sometimes our souls just they until we can get that soul understanding that somehow we chose it all the good, the bad and especially the ugly. (laughs) Right. Until we can get to that place of, of awareness, we will stay in victimhood. 
you know, and when we can remove that victimhood, then we can empower ourselves. And I love the fact that, you know, you were able to do that for women. You primarily work with women and your husband with men and then as, as couples, right? Is that what? Yeah. Yeah, I have had a couple men through my my business program, but yes, predominantly I work with women. The information is the same, but I know I know what women go through. I know what we struggle with. So I like to create the community for that. But there is, you know, men that follow what I do because it's it's the same information. It's just how we apply it to our own our own situations. And how long have you had your your soul um, your soul journey business? Uh, just came up on four years that I, I had done that. So, you know, as a single mom losing my job, that job of my dreams was like, okay, now what, now what is the universe calling me to do? Now I got to ask, what was the job of your dream? I worked at a medical spa doing marketing and management for five years and you know, the divine synchronicities of everything is I had worked with Tony Robbins in my early 20s and, you know, having kids and forgot about personal development and life just happened. And I remember in the, in the journey of, of wanting to go back to work, I, I said, I want to work for a company that, you know, is per, into personal development. I want to get back into that world because I really enjoyed the energy around that. So when I found this job, she had taken all of Tony Robbins advanced training. She was into spirituality and crystals and energy. And she was the one that taught me a lot of the things that I learned about past lives and about crystals and about energy. And so I really believe like the divine placement of, of that in my life that opened up so many of these gifts at the time that I was going through this journey was just, you know, perfect timing. And so when I lost that job, um, Tony Robbins was coming to uh, Calgary, which is three hours away, five days before Christmas. And it was a massive blizzard. And I knew I had to be there. I spent like what little money I had before Christmas. I was like, I'm going. So we like literally white knuckled it down in the snowstorm to get to this event. We like lined up in the middle of a blizzard that, that morning. And he said one thing that changed my whole life. And he never said it before. And I've never heard him say it since. But he said, Stop making excuses why you can't do what you want to do most in the world. Draw the line right here, right now and decide. And I was like, okay, I decide I'm going to be a coach. I'm starting my own business. I was terrified and I didn't know what to do, but I trusted that this was my purpose and my calling that if I said yes, that the universe would figure out the details. Yeah. And it did. Oh, I love that. So going back to, you know, when you were a kid or a teenager, do you recognize your spiritual gifts that might have been kind of shut off until they were ready to be reopened? Um, I would say as a child and a teenager, no. The first experience I remember having was in my early 20s. Um, I was going through a difficult relationship and I remember talking to my grandma who had passed and I grew up being afraid of dead people and dead things like all of that freaked me out. And so I remember crying in my bed, talking to her and I felt my hand close and I felt her holding my hand. Yeah. And then shortly after that, I saw her and my grandpa standing at the bottom of my bed and they had their arms around each other and they were so happy. And it was just this, this comforting experience that I had. It wasn't scary or anything. So that was kind of the first moment where I was able to see things that, you know, others don't see. Um, and those don't happen all the time, but I saw how that began to open up a few things as yeah. I got older. 
Well, that's amazing. I like to say I, with, with my clients who are just starting their journey, I say <laughs> like the Harry Potter way of looking at it, going to move you from the muggle world to the Harry Potter world. It's all there. You just get to start seeing it in a different way. So yeah. I, I mean, I love that because it's like, I don't know about you, but I'd rather be dealing with magic and miracles than not being right. Right. Right? And just getting stuck in the reality and not being able to see beyond what's right in front of you. Exactly. So, so uh, now with your gifts can, I I always like asking, so, you know, whether your superpowers, (laughs) what are my superpowers? So being able to lovingly help women see the spots that they're getting stuck giving them the, the suggestions, giving them that little push and kick in the butt when they need it, always with love and just helping them see the, the possibilities and the new perspectives that can change everything for them and just really equipping them with tools that they can now go out and live their life and create a life they love and feel confident and know that they are valuable and they have value to bring to the world. Oh, that's beautiful. So on your spiritual gifts, you connect more to clairvoyancy, clairaudience, clairsentience. Is there? I hear and I know. I hear things like very loud. Sometimes when I'm when I'm coaching, I'm like, stop yelling at me because they're like telling me the answer. And and my clients need to find that for their themselves. But I often hear what they're going to say before they say it or it's just a knowing. Okay, so you have, so for the listeners, that's Claire audience when you hear it and Claire cognizance when you just know it, which yeah. my strongest gift is Claire cognizance. I don't know why I know it, but I just know it. It's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to sound crazy, but here you go. Right, exactly. And, and you know, it was interesting. I don't know if you've ever read the book, um, The Light Between Us by uh, Laura Lynn Jackson. It's like a famous no. medium. It was funny because for like, I think it was like a year before somebody introduced me to that book. I kept seeing the word Jackson, Jackson, Jackson. I'm like, what's up with Jackson? My dad, he passed. His name was Jack. And my mom's pet name for him was Jackson. But I was like, what is up with Jackson? It was like literally everything. So then Laura Lynn Jackson, when I was introduced to this book, she talked about all her gifts and how she actually really tried to deny them. She was, she was looking out for more of a scientific way, like, how is this possible? And she mentioned the gift of knowing was her strongest one. I was like, oh, that's what I have. And so when I finally had the awareness, I was able to like start really tapping into that. And so it's like, it, it's fun. I'm sure you, you see this, you see this with your clients that once they start gaining the awareness, their gifts are able to start coming out. You know, it's just like, we all have it. It's just whether or not we tap into them. Now, some of us have greater gifts than others. You know, we can't all be the the famous painters out there in the spiritual world I guess you know like I consider our friend Deanne she's like a freaking you know Van Gogh Monet artist (laughs) yeah we all have our own giftings in our own unique way because everybody needs to hear things in a different way and I can hear you know something from Deanne and hear something from somebody else and take them completely differently so we all we need all kinds of different personalities and artists and, and, you know, different kind of gifts, because, you know, in different moments, we need different things. Well, I also think that 
it's also dependent upon where we are in our awareness of where who's going to be best to work with who, because if people don't understand the Akashic, and for those that are listening, the Akashic is a, a very interesting, uh, it's our soul record. We get to find out on a soul level where we're at. But, you know, if people are just learning about this, that could just be too much for them, right? So it's like, you want to make sure to be, you know, being able to help people in their soul growth uh, in the steps that they need. So I love that. I love just because so many people, like you said, how do you find it? Like, how do you, we're, we're not taught this, you know, we just get spun around in circles over and over and over. Right. And depending on your upbringing and, you know, what you were told is, is bad and good and right and wrong. And, you know, I know a lot of people come to us from a church background trying to understand spirituality and they're like, well, is, is it God based? And I said, absolutely. And whether you call it God or creator or source, it's connecting to that higher power and tapping into that. And meditation is the same as prayer. And yeah. there's so many similarities and, you know, but if you've been told that there's only one way and if it's not in the box, it's bad and wrong. Then there's a lot of people that have aversions to that because they just don't understand. Yeah, well, I was one of those where I was a total universe girl. And then it was uh, being having mediumship abilities that I connected to my dad after he passed. And he gave me this profound message. He's like, Alicia, you need to believe in the Holy Family. And I was brought up Catholic. And I was like, wait, what? This is when I knew I wasn't making any of this up in my head. Because I was like, there's no way I would even be telling myself I needed to believe in this, even if I made it up, right? And he gave me the most profound answer. He's like, it's like Taoism with the Holy Family. And I was like, well, wouldn't the Holy Family be everybody who's doing, you know, God's work? But what about if we look at whole and complete? There's probably a piece out there that if we just start putting together like a puzzle, we'll see a much more beautiful divine picture. So I was able to almost, it was almost like he gave me permission to get God out of a box known as religion. And yeah. it was and it was amazing. And so this is how I represent God behind me. That's winky. God is love with an awesome sense of humor. Because <laughs> I agree a million percent. And you just when you begin to pay attention to those those myronies, you just you can't help but laugh at, you know, all the things that had to happen for that one experience to happen. So many things needed to fall into place. And you're just like, OK, thank you. We do. I do retreats to Sedona, Arizona, and it's a very. Neil, I have been dying to go to Sedona. I've been telling everybody I'm like, we're all going to be meeting in Sedona. So this is why I'm like bright eyed and like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, maybe you're the reason I keep being told I'm going to Sedona. So it is the most magical beautiful experience ever and when we go there you know some of the the healers that we talk to they're like well you're gonna have to get to this place early because there's not a lot of parking spots and I was like that's not a problem for us like we manifest rock star parking everywhere we go and it's literally <laughs> not an issue for us and every time we pull into the last parking spot and we're like thanks universe thanks universe every time we we get it because we just believe that that's how it is and okay. that's how it was so I just got to ask, you know, when you're going to Sedona next, because I want to I want to do my best to, to get there and bring a whole I have like a whole group of girls around the country that we've been talking about going to Sedona. So that was really. Oh, yeah. I love, love, love taking women there. We've had the most beautiful and that's like a whole nother podcast. The things that the magical experiences that have happened in Sedona were just like, 
blow oh, your mind. We'll have to we'll have to make that happen. Maybe there's someone that you had that experience with, and we can have you as like a guest. You can be my guest co-host, and we can have that you know that that dialogue. That's awesome because we even have photos to prove it. So it is it is crazy the experiences we had there. Oh, I love that even more because proof yeah. is even better. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. But do you? Do you have a Sedona trip coming up or is that still not yet? Maybe we can co-create and manifest together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's on the back burner. It's, 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 it's a one day coming soon. Oh my goodness. I've been, I've never been, I've been just wanting to go. And um, I had somebody who went there back in 2019 and she actually bought me a beautiful, she's, she's Claire audience. And she said, and this could sound blasphemous, but uh, she bought this beautiful uh, amethyst pendulum for me. And she said that uh, God told me to buy this for you because I was being, I was, uh, I, I connected with first with a pendulum. And, and, and here's the thing, it's just a tool, you know, it was just this, it doesn't have to be anything more than that. But it was so funny. She bought it in Sedona. She was told to, and I brought home a beautiful amethyst from Sedona and the pattern on it is so cool. And it looks like it's got a hummingbird in it. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. You have to send me a picture of that. I want to see that. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'm looking at it right now. But it was so funny because she bought two of them and it didn't work for her. And so my first one over the years, his support, it has a, it has a, um, uh, a raven at the end of it. And his poor beak has been broken. The amethyst itself has cracked. <laughs> And so I asked her, I said, do you still have that second one? She's like, I was just told it was yours. So here you go. And I'm like, yay. So now I got a nice pretty one. And then I got my poor beat up one. But that was in Sedona. So that's why I got so excited when you said Sedona. (laughs) Yeah. And it was really cool, too, when you you said that you were from San Jose. And San Jose is part of our story that I'll share with you, the irony of San Jose as well. Well, it sounds like myrony and not irony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I can't wait to hear hear that story. So, but when you look, okay, so you will obviously have mediumship abilities because you saw, but is that something that you also kind of connect to? Or is that just you you were given that glimpse as when you got to connect to your grandmother and your grandfather in that way? Um, I see things occasionally, but it's not all the time. So, you know, we, um, we experienced something in Sedona and then when we took the picture, we saw what was inside of what we saw, but we didn't see it with our eyes. We only saw it later in the photo. Same with at another event that we were at, we were, we were watching. And then when we took the photos, we saw the spirit moving and dancing and all the things in the photos and the videos. So Wow, that's amazing. Because I mean, yeah, I have the vortexes and and all of that, and you know, it's supposed to just be so so powerful and so crazy powerful. Yeah, yeah. So, how many women do you generally go with? Um, I think we take up maximum seven. So one vehicle will fit seven. So that's kind of the number that we go with. Otherwise we have to take two vehicles, which makes it more logistically challenging. And it's just a more intimate group that we can connect with. So I think seven was the maximum that we took. Wow. That is so cool. Well, I love that. Well, I know the the point of what we were going to talk about was kind of like hearing your side of the story 
of uh, this unbelievable way that you met your husband, Travis, and then he's going to jump on and we're going to hear his side of the story. And then we're going to get to hear how you guys work together, because I mean, how amazing it is that able to help both men and women, but then also as couples and, and just being given this more beautiful awareness of us being here as, you know, spiritual beings, having a human experience other than rather than the other way around. So right. I'd like to start sharing about how, you know, instead of like, well, how you met your hubby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we will start in San Jose. So Travis took a trip to San Jose, was literally standing on the curb at the airport waiting for an Uber and a group of women came out and they were going to an event and they started talking and turns out they were going to the same event. So they said, Hey, want to share an Uber? And so they did. And they started talking about spirituality and coaching and all the things on this, on this ride. While he had met uh, a lady named Rosalyn. That's who he shared the Uber with. Rosalyn uh, Fung. Yeah. I, I know Rosalyn. <laughs> so then I met- course with me with the hand. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> See, that's where the myronies, let's, let's look at it. Like listeners, listen to this. You was in <laughs> San Jose, which I didn't even know. Wait, she wasn't in San Jose or they were in San Jose. Yeah, yeah they all were. What the heck were they going for? Because there's this one- was years ago. This would have been probably like five years ago. They were going to some kind of conference. Okay. So I don't know if they knew they both lived in Edmonton or not. I don't even know. So like a year later. So before that, I met Roz at an event. I was, she was speaking. I was sitting there. We connected after we became instant friends. We walked, went on a walk together right after the event. <laughs> like we just became instant friends. And so she went to a personal development event. There was a birthday party and Travis was there and she said, Hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. What are you up to? And he's like, oh, not much. And she said, oh, well, are you seeing anybody? And he said, no, the girl, the last girl I dated said, I work on myself too much. So literally six days before that, I was at Roz's house for a Canada Day party and there was no men there. So I said to her and her husband, where are all the single men that work on themselves? You need to find (laughs) one of those. And so as those words are coming out of Travis's mouth, Roz's eyes get so big. And she said, it was like this lightning bolt hit me in the head. Her whole head snaps back. And Travis is like, what is wrong with this lady? And she starts freaking out. She's like, oh my God, you need to meet my friend, Michelle. And she whips out her phone and she's showing it to him. And he's like, literally, I saw you had brown hair. I didn't see anything else because Ross was so excited. She like couldn't contain herself. So she messages me. I'm at an event. I come out. It's like almost 11 o'clock at night. She's like, I met the perfect guy for you, but I don't know how to set you up with him. And I said, well, just give him my phone number. She's like, oh, okay. So she's talking (laughs) to me, texting him my number. So then he texts me at like 1130 at night, knowing that I was still talking to Roz. And so he sent me this like really funny, super awesome first text. And we texted a couple of times and he said, just hold on a minute. I was like, just hold on to what? And he phones me. And in his mind, he was like, if she's not willing to have a conversation, like I'm not even going to entertain this idea. And so we ended up talking for eight and a half hours. We literally stayed up all night long and we talked. And our whole conversation was like an interview. 
What do you need? What do you want? What do you believe? What are your no non-negotiables? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? Like literally all the most important things. And, you know, as I was talking and he was talking, we're like checking off all the boxes. I'm like, oh, wow, this is like everything I wanted. And he's like, oh, wow, she checks all my boxes. So literally he got up and went straight to work. I went and had a nap. And then we met later that night for supper. And so we met in person, we're talking and um, it was such an awesome conversation. And so he looks at me and he said, well, I already know you check all my boxes. I'm all in. Are you? I was like, yeah, I'm all in. Let's do this. So we leave the restaurant, we go out to the parking lot. And uh, when we had our first kiss, I heard this whisper in my ear and it said, I finally found you. And he looked at me and he said, I've missed you my whole life. Oh, my goodness. Have you ever read the book Only Love is Real by Dr. Brian Weiss? No, I haven't. You need to read that book. It's the most (laughs) beautiful story about soulmates. And so the story is, um, without giving away, is Dr. Weiss, uh, he had two patients that he realized were soulmates from their regression therapy. And he was like, but they didn't know each other. And what was he going to do? And so your story reminds me so much that you would love that. But that is amazing. And it's even more amazing because first off, I know Rosalind and I live in freaking San Jose. I know, right? Like, that's my Renee. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Can't wait for Travis to come on and um, be able to share his side because I'm like, I'm really curious what the event was. He was in San Jose because how long ago has it been now that you've been together? Four years. Yeah, it'll be four years in a couple weeks. Wow. No, wait a minute. Four, three. Uh Oh, (laughs) maybe it's three. I don't know. Three or four. Maybe it's three. Maybe he'll remember. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was three. No, if anybody's going to remember, it's me, not him. He's like, what time is the podcast again? I'm like, it's in your phone, honey. Oh, my God. That's so funny. But that, uh, see, like. That's one of the things for listeners, like you don't have to force things, you know, let them happen the way they're meant to be, but you do have to be an action of it. You know, like you can't just assume, you know, things are going to fall in your lap. No, they will fall in your lap, but you got to do something about it. Right. You know? Right. And, and, and me being vocal as to sharing what I needed and what I wanted, I was looking for a man that works on himself. And I had the courage to say, here's what I'm looking for. And literally he said word for word, the exact same thing. And so, you know, having to have had him have the journey that he did, the girlfriend that didn't appreciate that journey in him and her saying that, which then, you know, created the opportunity for us to connect. And so there's so many more things to the story and I won't share all of it. I'll let him share some too. But we right after we met, it was my birthday. And so we went to uh, my girlfriend, Susanna, and she did a couple's activation for us. And in that at the end, she's like, something's happening in December between you two. This is July. And I kind of just rolled my eyes. I'm like, okay, whatever. And she was just hinting towards getting married. And I was just like, ignored it. I didn't pay any attention to it. So then when I called her and said we were engaged in December, she's like, hey, remember? Remember I told you about that? And I was like, oh yeah, you did. And she totally saw it. Oh, wow. Now I'm curious. A lot of things have happened in December for me. Can you, can you tell me what day it was that you guys got engaged? It was 
between like midnight. So I'm like, it was after midnight. So it was the 28th bordering the 29th of December. Oh, wow. That's so funny. That's, that's like, that's my combination of 821 and 822. I, I even have a weird picture where I took it up 1228. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I just want the listeners to hear this. How unbelievable it is that, that you're even, you're not even just telling the story on a podcast. I happen to live in San Jose, California. And I also know the person, Rosalind, who set you two up, <laughs> which is insane. Right. And of course, that only happened because of the pandemic, because the pandemic allowed us to get out of what we were always doing of being in these smaller circles of connecting that allowed us to connect on a global level. And I love that even more, because what's funny, Michelle, is both my parents are Canadian or were Canadian. So I have very strong Canadian roots. And so it was so fun to be able to connect to so many people in Canada. Like, yeah, it's like. It's like my home. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I just, your story is so incredible. And, you know, and, and what we were saying before, I had my little choking incident, um, (laughs) that you don't have to force things. It's almost like, let the door open, walk through, but you have to be in action of it. And like you said, if you hadn't said what it is that you need, Rosalind never would have known. And we'll, we'll give a shout out to Rosalind too. Rosalind Fong is amazing. She's got an incredible podcast. She's a great matchmaker. A great matchmaker. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, maybe I should do that on the side because she set a few people up that uh, went really well. So. And how did you meet Rosalind? Uh, She was at a speaking at an event and we just hit it off and we were just instantly friends from the moment she finished the event. So. You know, Do you happen to know uh, One Woman International? Do you know Charlotte Brown? Because I know uh, I have is- not been to. I know of it, but I haven't been there. Oh, okay, okay. Because mm-hmm. I know I believe Rosalind's been part of that too, and I I was a part of that. Uh, but oh, okay, that's. Uh, but but Rosalind, you, I mean, you guys live locally, so you actually yeah. were able to meet. But it's like again, listeners, this all started in you know freaking San Jose, California. That's <laughs> pretty far from where you are in Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, and our first double date was with Roz and her her hubby before anybody even knew that we were dating and uh yeah, that was our first our first double date that we ever had. Oh, that's so amazing. I love that. And so you you have to go, well, I guess in your case, uh third time's a charm, right? You <laughs> Right. Yeah. I was like, and I remember that summer being really bored and I was online dating and, you know, you're doing that swipe thing. And I kept hearing, you're not going to find him here. I was like, I know, but I'm really bored. You're not going to find him here. Well, I know, but I'm bored. (laughs) (laughs) And sure enough, I didn't find him there. But that's also another thing that for uh, for the listeners, like don't fill the space with those that, you know, are not meant to be in the space because then you're potentially closing off who is meant to be there. You know, it's like if you really don't feel I mean, if it's temp- if, if you're in a position where you're just not looking for something, you know, you're looking for the now. Great. Perfect. But if you really are looking for that really unbelievable soulmate connection. You got to leave the space open. You also have to make the invitation for it to come to, to, you know, come into the space. So 
So here's what I did after that. Tony Robbins came to Edmonton again and uh, I got to crew the event. So when we were picking where we wanted to crew, they're like, who wants to crew the VIP section? I'm like, I do because there'll be single men in there and that's the section I want to take. So I took the VIP section, you know, looking for eligible men, didn't find any, went home, whatever. So when Travis and I met, he was like, well, I was at the Tony Robbins event. I took pictures with Roz and I said, well, I took pictures with Roz and they were all in the VIP section. So I was like, well, I wonder if our paths crossed. I wonder if I saw you. He's like, well, you look a little familiar to me. So maybe, maybe our paths did cross. So literally the day we're announcing our engagement on social media, we're going to tell the world and we've got our phones in our hand and he's waiting for me and we're about to tell the world. And this Facebook memory pops up on his phone. And he's like, I don't know what this is. It was a blue screen. So he hits play. And it was at the Tony Robbins event that we had been at. And so he's standing there and he's filming the crowd of 4,000 people. And at the end of the video, I'm standing right beside him. Wow. Oh, that just gives me goosebumps. (laughs) So he plays this video and he goes, babe, did I know you a year ago? Wait. No, don't be dumb. I just met you six months ago. What are you talking about? (laughs) He's like, well, you're in my video. And we were stunned for probably like two days. We were just kind of walking around in this daze of, you know, there I was standing beside the man I was going to marry. And I didn't even know. I love it even more. So I'm going to totally throw something at you, like totally off the cuff. So I actually have a compilation book coming out called Got Myrony, Life is Good, book one, Life Synchronicity. And uh, so there's some funny, there's some funny myronies around this because Deanne Rando is actually my co-collaborator on the book. Uh, Dave Sanderson, who was on the plane Miracle on the Hudson, who used to be head of security for Tony Robbins. He's now his own amazing inspirational speaker. He's actually writing the foreword to the book. And would you and Travis like to be have a chapter in the book so you can tell your unbelievable, ironic love story? Because I would love for you guys to be part of it. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yes. Okay. So listeners, we just picked up another co-authors and I'm very excited. So it's actually going to be coming out on August 22nd, 2022. So very quickly. And we will talk about the details. So I'm like, wow, that's fast. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's been a long time in the making, so you and I will talk about that privately, but yeah. I think that when you start putting uh, putting it out there, it's going to just flow very quickly, and the story is just so unbelievable that I was like, oh my goodness. I, I know, I feel sometimes like, pinch me, this is actually my story, like I get to tell this is my story. I love that, and I mean, talk about a freaking happy ending, that's awesome. It's like, I can't wait to meet Travis now. I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm like even more excited because I'm like, oh my goodness, what are the odds that it would happen in the city that I live in and with the person that I met because of the pandemic who happened to be Rosalind within my Akashic course with Deanne. And we were with Deanne yesterday. And I Deanne was Deanne yesterday. Like, Listeners, hear this. Like, I love to say, Myrony is like the divine design that interweaves us together. It's not on a surface level, it's like going deep down, you know, all around and 
you know, it's just, it's so unbelievable. And that's the magic we kind of are talking about. Like, and we, the last time we were with Deanne before that, she did an Akashic reading for us together and talked about the previous lives that we had together and the different energies and experiences we had and how that was showing up in our relationship today, you know, on some of the things that, you know, are challenging for us and some of the things that work well and understanding, you know, why maybe some of these dynamics um, show up is because of the experiences we've had in past lives together. And we've had yeah. many. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, that's why only love is real. I think you will absolutely love that book. And I'm sure you'll probably be wanting to share that with some of your, some of your clients, because we all are deserving of this love. It's just whether or not we choose to really I mean, I believe that if we leave that space open, it will happen. If it's meant to be, it will be. And, you know, it's like, we don't have to, we don't have to force it, you know, yeah. but also at the same time, we can't settle for anything less. No. And we were very, very clear. Here's what I will not settle for. Here are no go zones for me. And we have honored those 110% that we just know that there's boundaries and we do not break them that this, this relationship is, is sacred and we treat it such. And he calls me his queen and his goddess and, and he's my king. And, and when you have those thoughts, you show up differently and you hold yourself in a higher standard and you hold each other in this higher standard. And what we, we talk about all the time is the success we have is because the work we did individually on ourselves. Right. Well, we did our own healing work. We did our own personal growth work. And we were so crystal clear on who we were, what we want, what we valued and what we stood for. That conversation was so easy to know that we were completely aligned because we had done all of that work on our own. That when we came together, there was so much clarity that it was easy to recognize, you know, that mirror of, of ourselves. Well, and then there's those, like, I was very fortunate. My parents had this unbelievable, beautiful soulmate relationship where they, uh, first time my dad met my mom, they met on a Canadian Air Force base in France. And so my dad was in the Canadian Air Force and my mom's dad was. And the first time my dad met my mom, he said, one day I'll marry you. And she was like, yeah, whatever. And then they got married when she had just turned 20. He had turned 24. They waited 13 years before they had my brother and 15 years before they had me. So they had wow. this beautiful, they actually have a really beautiful love story. I actually made a dedication to them in episode five. And then episode six, this is the craziest story. My godparents that now live in San Jose, California, I knew them from when they lived in Connecticut. That's a crazy story, how I reconnected with them. By their chance meeting um, at a wedding that they both were not planning, they were not in planning on on attending they met at this wedding and it was that instant you know instant knowing and now I mean they're oh geez I don't even know 70s and 80s and you still can see the level of love that is between them but because of their chance meeting it somehow saved five people's lives in the Bermuda Triangle yeah wow for your for your friends that are listening to that, you gotta hear that episode. It is so unbelievable, but it really comes down to when things are meant to be, they will be. But you Absolutely. gotta pay attention to the signs that will are leading you that way. And that's so. exactly too how I felt starting my business. That you know it was just meant to be, and when I had that faith and trust just everything aligned, the right people, the right 
moments, the right opportunities all just began to fall into place. And when you begin looking for them, you can see them, you can acknowledge them, you can take action on them and it, it will change everything. Well, it's that whole uh, field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I said. I'm like, all right, if this is what you're calling me to universe, I'm going to say yes. And you need to figure out the details. I'm a single mom with a mortgage and I don't know how to be self-employed. So you're going to have to step up and help me make this, this happen. And it did. Yeah. Oh, well, that's amazing. I just, I love your story so much. I know um, Travis is going to be on shortly, so we're going to wait for Travis, but how can um, everyone connect with you first? Where, where's the, where's the best way and, or what's the best way for people to connect with so you? So on social media, you can find me under Michelle Bateman. Um, my business page is Soul Journey Transformations. However, thanks to lovely algorithms, nobody sees business pages anymore. So most of the stuff I, I put on my personal page. So you can follow me, Michelle Bateman. My ma- name is Hendrix. If you're trying to find me in the sea of Michelle Bateman's. <laughs> And you can just follow me and all my content is there. My website is souljourney.co. And so I post all my events and there's, there's all my podcasts and blogs and all the things that I'm up to is all on my website. So you can check that out too. Oh, wonderful. Well, we're yeah. going to wait for, we're going to wait for Travis. So we're going to take a little pause and it'll just be where I can't wait to hear his side of the story. So <laughs> going to pause for a moment and then just bring Travis on. Okay, so now we have, uh, Michelle, your, your other half, Travis Boulanger, if I, if I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, Nailed it. Wonderful. Well, I'm so excited for you to share your side of the story because uh, you, I can't get over the level of uh, this unbelievable Myronic love story. So I don't know how much you've heard about Myrony, Travis, but Myrony is basically synchronicity in motion. You see a sign, there's an action. Well, Michelle and I have been uncovering so many Myronies connected to your story that we're just like, oh my goodness. So it's going to be really fun for you to get to hear it too. But from what I understand, you were in San Jose, California, meeting with people that led you like what was going on because i live in san jose california so i was there for a a a networking event and um standing on the curb at the airport waiting for uh, uber and roz happened to be standing there with her friends and uh we i said oh are you guys going to this hotel and then we figured out we're all going to the same event and then in the cab we start talking of course i'm we're there for the business that we're there to networking with and then i started talking about spirituality and all the things and i think there was two other guys in the car and neither one of them was really partaking in the conversation ross is like oh my god right up her alley right and then we went to the event i never saw her at the event in fact i never saw her for like i don't know six months or three months or something like that and then i ran it ran into her at a personal development event and she was like oh my god travis how's it going and i'm like great she's like what are you doing now? I'm like, I'm taking some personal development. And she's like, like, it was like her second question. Are you dating anybody? I'm like, no. And I'm like, my last partner said I work on myself too much. And she's like, Oh my God. And then it was like, somebody like smacked her in the head, her head goes back. And Dan's like, 
the heck is wrong with you? And she like, oh my God, pulls her phone out. And I didn't even hardly see Michelle's face on the phone, but she's like, look at this, look at this. And I'm just like, okay. And she was just spazzing right now. And I was like, yeah, she's like, you got to meet Michelle. I'm like, okay. Wow. So The funny thing is that I know Rosalind also. She was in my Akashic course when I did it with Deanne, who I heard you guys were just with Deanne just the weekend. Like, I love, so the idea is really like this interweaving of how connected we are. Only if we have a conversation can we find how these stories unravel, you know? Like, I had no idea. Well, that's actually why I said to Michelle, Michelle, don't tell me the story. I want to know on the podcast. You cannot recreate surprise. <laughs> yeah. Did she tell you that there's a little more backstory to that though? Well, so please, this is your side of the story. So oh, so don't bef- know if she said it or not. <laughs> before, um, before I met Roz, or was it after I met Roz? When we went to the event, Tony's event. After, because you knew her. Uh, oh, pictures. so then I went to... Tony's event, I'm sitting in the executive section. I was there with one other guy and Roz happened to be there with a bunch of her friends and Michelle was working the event, but I hadn't met, she hadn't introduced us yet or anything. And it was really cold. Tony likes his events really cold. So sitting at the front, it's like minus 35 outside, the wind's coming in under the curtains and Michelle's working that that section. And she's like, I'm so cold, I'm so cold. And I'm like, I remember giving my gloves to somebody and here it was Michelle that I gave my gloves to. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and we didn't we didn't piece this set together until like I think six months ago. No, like a couple like three months ago three when months the anniversary ago. came up, we were talking, and I said, "Who did you go with, and where were you sitting?" And we were trying to figure this out. He's like, "Well, I don't remember. I just remember giving one of the crew members my gloves," and I was like, "Whoa, that can't be. <laughs> couldn't be more than one person in the in the thing that got borrowed gloves. Obviously, that was me." we remembered it happening we just didn't remember each other and that was the experience we had but it was just like and then uh on the eve of our anniversary we were going to announce that we got engaged um we're getting ready upstairs and a facebook memory pops up and it was all i saw was this blue screen of the curtains of tony's event it's at the shaw conference center there's five thousand people there and i'm doing a panorama with my phone and in the last three seconds, Michelle's face is right there. She's like literally three feet from me. And so I have a picture of her in my phone the whole time. And I'm like, uh, did I know you on this date? And she's like, no, dummy. Like we have never met. And I'm like, I got this video that says we did meet. <laughs> and it was just like the most bizarre thing ever. Cause I'm like a blue screen. I'm like, well, what's this blue screen? And then you play the video and it shows the. And I was just like, okay. Out of 4,000 people. Out of 4,000 people, yeah. That she just happened to be there. That, I, that, that is so unbelievable where your story is so incredible. I just asked Michelle if you would be a co-author of my book that's coming out in on August 22nd, which uh, Deanne's actually a co-collaborator on, so she's going to share that. But your story is just so amazing. Like People just need to hear it because it, I mean, it's awesome that you now have a business around it also you know yeah. from what i understand you're working with couples but you uh travis work primarily with men i know you have men on fire so what is men on fire uh, men on fire is i started that so i could do some work with men essentially you know so i could have a men's group and talk about the things that um 
men struggle with uh, to give advice. Cause ever since, I don't know when long the longest time. So I had an, I had an, an, uh, an experience when I was 14 years old in my family where, um, I basically, it was like a come to spirit kind of call where I basically sat down with my parents and said, listen, I'm sorry for what happened in your life, but this doesn't mean that it has to be my story too. And, and shifted everything at 14 years old. And then moving forward, not didn't realize till like five years ago when I started personal development that, Oh my God, I was doing what most adults do in their late years, if not retirement or as they're laying on their deathbed, I actually started that work when I was 14 years old. And then I typical Alberta guy went in the oil patch I was filling in for guys that were getting divorced, taking a week off to get divorced. And I would be co- coaching these guys like, dude, why don't you take the rest of the year off? Like what is going on? And then, um, in my welding business, I've had a welding business for 20 years and I've never advertised. I've never had to look for work. And I have these great relationships with my clients because I always say, I talk for five minutes about work and it's been 20 minutes about hockey, baseball, their wife, their holidays, their kids. And I get right to the point of these conversations and I have this way of breaking the ice and talking about stuff. And most, a lot of people are like, man, you get really personal really fast. And I'm like, why not? Right. Cause yeah. when they in business, it's all about an emotional connection in life. It's all about an emotional connection. So if you can have those conversations it immediately connects you to them. People don't forget who I am when it comes <laughs> to business or otherwise. Right. They're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and they can just connect with people and start that conversation up right now. Um, but it's, it's to help men to get out of their shell and change the language that they use of themselves um, and help me to change my language too. Like I'm not perfect. I get in my ruts sometimes too, but it's, you have the tools, you learn how to have the tools that you can use for yourself and to help other people. And how long have you, how long has it been since you created men on fire? About three years. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, so unbeknownst to me, you know, the the universe was going to give me another way to do my work. And so while I work with men, a lot of the most impactful work I've done is actually with women. And, and so you want to talk about synchronicities and ironies. Well, Michelle had an event called Creative Like You Love. And I, I do photography as a hobby and I would come in at the end of her events and take pictures of the women and they're at her event. And for whatever reason, this one time she started to talk again. And then she said, I said, she says, do you have anything to say? And I said, well, actually I do. I said, I have a question for the women here. And I said, have any of you ever experienced trauma by a man? And all the women put their hands up. And then I said, well, have you ever been apologized to by men? And one, there's only ever had one woman put her hand up. And I said, well, so I said, I would like to do something um, on behalf of the masculine. I would like to do Ho'oponopono with you. Mm. And so the the things that have happened in doing that work have been shocking, like come to Jesus kind of moments where, you know, when you see like those Southern Baptist masses where the guy puts his hand on the person's head and is like, you sure you're healed. And the person right. like, drops his <laughs> that literally has happened at our events without even us, me touching anybody where I said, I want to apologize about the mas- masculine and people drop to their knees and start crying. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't know what it is when I, and I just, and, and since then we've been on an international, we were actually on an international summit and for uh, violence against women and it's African women. And, uh, there was a woman on there that her friends hadn't seen her cry in 40 years. Oh, and like, 
these are women in their later years, you know, to not have emotion, not have emotion for 40 years and to have even just an online interaction to have that change happen. It's kind of those, one of those things that happens when you're laying on your deathbed and you're asking for forgiveness or saying sorry or having regret. And here these people are able to do it because of what I'm doing. That's and it's, it's super humbling. Like it's so humbling and it makes me emotional every time I think about it, but it's, it's as much as I'm working with men, I'm also working with women in that sense. And, and, and I've had guys tell me, you know, I'm really big on giving hugs. I, I always use this. I always say that at work when guys are like having it, they're in a bad mood or having a bad day. And I'm like, dude, are you okay? And they're like, why? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, well, you should notify your face. <laughs> And then the guys are like, stay in their bad mood. And I'm like, do you need a hug? <laughs> and then I'll hold my hands out. I'm like, I'll give you a hug. And they're like, and then everybody laughs and it changes the mood. Right. So, but I do, um, with the whole Pono Pono, I do a, a 20 second hug. And that's kind of been my thing. Now people are getting to know me for these hugs because it's about honoring the person that you're hugging. Right. Yeah. And whereas most people, when they give you a hug, it's three to five seconds and it's just, a transactional thing, right? It's not emotional. It's not, it's not, not nothing impactful. Right. So but when you do a 20 second hug, it's, it's how people should hug. I think, right. You know, yep. yeah. and he's really good at helping women feel safe around the masculine because often that doesn't feel safe. And they know that he's as masculine as he is and as deep as his voice is and as strong as he is, there's this softness and safety that they, they feel that they're able to, open to the idea that not all men are dangerous or will hurt you. There is men that are loving and honoring and safe. Well, the story just gets better and better because I'm still so in shock that because I mean, I don't because Rosalind, I forget Rosalind, how close she is to, I mean, she's in Edmonton, right? Isn't she was, yeah. She just moved to Kelowna, but yeah, she's oh, in Edmonton. Right. Yeah. She moved to Kelowna. That's, that's yeah. right. So, yeah. But the fact that you guys connected in freaking San Jose, California, which is where I live. And then of all places. Of all places. <laughs> yeah. Of all the places in the entire world. <laughs> and not even just California. That's my irony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that's really my irony. That's awesome. Like Yeah. So and, and it was cool. and the Tony Robbins thing had kind of continued on. So um, when we started dating. Um, she's like, we're kind of, kind of plan our summer out. And I said, she goes, well, I'm gone this weekend. I said, Oh yeah, I said, I'm busy that weekend too. I said, what are you doing? She goes, Oh, I'm going to Tony Robbins. I said, Oh, so am I. And then she was going down with her girlfriends and it was like, out go the girlfriends. I'm going with him. And then <laughs> so we like went, you ditched me. So then we went down together and it was funny because her girlfriends gave me the gears after they're like, so what's your intentions? <laughs> so well, well, you have to tell them your answer. Oh. The answer was really good. Um, I think it was, uh, Oh, I said, uh, my intentions, I said, Oh, I think it's to, you know, have gratuitous sex and get married. <laughs> and her girlfriends were like, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> and literally we've been dating for like a month at that time. Oh, but you know, that's the thing with the soulmate connection. When you know, you know, it's just so powerful and beautiful, but here's the funny thing, Travis, the person who's writing the foreword to the book for this compilation book, got my irony. It's called got my irony. Life is good. Uh, book one, it's life synchronicities in motion. It's actually, his name is Dave Sanderson. He was on the plane miracle on the Hudson that went down and he was, I forget what episode, but he actually used to be former head of security for Tony Robbins. 
So, oh, wow. yeah, so he's writing the forward. So the chapter, so you, the Tony Robbins connection continues and like, wow, that's just amazing. So, and so one more point on that Tony Robbins thing. So when we went back and crewed that event uh, together, we got to meet Tony Robbins after, and I had the opportunity to tell him the story of what he said to me at his event, where he said, stop making excuses why you can't do what you want to do most in the world and make that decision. And my decision to be a coach and some of my clients ended up coming and crewing the event and Travis was there. And I got to share that with Tony and he was really grateful to hear the story of how what he said had come full circle. Wow. Okay. Now I got a real goosebumps. Like uh, this, <laughs> this has just been awesome. This has been, this has been so much better than I could have ever anticipated. So, well, I, I think on that note, we're going to, I'm going to let you share how uh, people can connect with you. What's the best way? I know Michelle, you, you mentioned already, but you can say again and Travis and, oh, I just love the story. I'm so excited for you guys to be able to share it in in this book, but uh, please, how can people connect with you? Well, you can uh, connect on the website, obviously on Facebook, uh, Men on Fire, and uh, on Michelle's website as well. Um, and your website, Men on Fire. My website, Fire. menonfire.co. Menonfire.co, so, okay, yeah. perfect. And then also uh, social media for people to connect. Yeah, I'm not big on Instagram, but you are. No, not really. We're mostly Facebook. Mostly Facebook. So Travis Belage, Men on Fire Coaching. Yeah. Okay, but how do you spell your last name? Because most people won't be able to. I know. I realized the screen only had my name on the Zoom, and I tried to change it while we were talking, and it wouldn't work. Yeah, <laughs> That's it's, okay. uh, it's uh, Belanger, B-E-L-A-N-G-E-R. Most people say Belanger, but so that's why I'm impressed you got Belanger. No, I have well, to tell her. No, <laughs> she told me, but I didn't say it that way either. So anyway... Well, thanks you. Thanks so much, you guys. This has been so amazing. I absolutely love your myronic love story. Because here's the thing, Travis. I don't know if you know this, but my last name's literally pronounced myronic. So it's pretty funny that. That's my, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's my irony. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I would. Uh, this has just been so wonderful. So thank you so much. I look forward to this bigger reason of like why we're all being brought together. Because when we look at the level of this. It's pretty miraculous, I think. So yeah, we can talk about the the miracles of Sedona one day too. Oh, we're definitely. I'm going to have you back, Michelle, and we're definitely. I can't wait to hear that. You'll have to figure out who you want to bring on so we can share that story. That'd be amazing. But I am so. I can see why you two really are. You know, two soul peas in a pod. Like you're just absolutely amazing and uh, so happy for you both and. And listeners, this is, this is, you got to be in action, but don't, you know, you don't have to push when it's meant to be, it will be. And just always remember that. So thanks so much again, you guys. And uh, to the listeners, we'll see you next time. Thank you all for joining me on That's Myrony Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to this podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle, but can have the biggest impact on your life. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch the Myronies appear in your life, just like the guests in my next episode. 
And please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and that's myrony.com where you can share your unbelievable myronies. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard and can take a moment to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform, it would mean so much because that is how others are able to find this podcast. Finally, please also tell your friends and family about Myrony because wouldn't it be fun to see people share their Myronies on social media in addition to their selfies? And remember, if something happens that makes you say, well, that's ironic, it's not ironic at all. It's Myronic. Now that's Myrony. See you next time.